0: Garage Guys NASCAR podcast is brought to you by Hooters. That's right. Hooters is for race day. Hooters is for Garage Guys. We all know this. And right now, if you download the Hooters app or go to order.hooters.com and use promo code garageguys, you're going to save $10 on any $30 or more to-go order. That offer is valid at participating locations for delivery and carry out orders, $30 or more. And use promo code garageguys while dining in just by telling your Hooters waitress
1: about Promo code Garage Guys to save you $10 on any $40 plus dine-in order valid at HOA locations for food, non-alcoholic beverages, and merchandise. Enjoy your Hooters and enjoy the
0: Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. It's the Garage Guys NASCAR podcast. Michigan is in the books. The Firekeepers Casino 400. Chris Busher goes back-to-back insane Insane. unreal R- right right dale's with me as always i'm garage guy chase uh you know where to follow us and check out all of our content with the garage guys lots of uh cool things happening uh, announcements just want to start off the show by letting everybody know that at the end of the month the indycar oval world finals they're going to be at worldwide technology raceway in madison illinois aka St. Louis, Missouri. It's literally over the bridge. Now is your time to get tickets for the event and be there. We are selling Garage Guys official tickets to the race. So you can click the link that we have that is set up for us and buy your tickets from our link to get the official Garage Guys tickets. We're doing Garage Talk Live just like we did earlier in the year for the NASCAR Cup Series race that weekend. So we will have uh, some nice surprises for everybody that comes out to st louis so make your way out there and check that out one of the greatest race tracks greatest people greatest time and it's the last oval race of the IndyCar car season gonna be fun Dale, you look like you just ran an IndyCar car race you look like you yeah. just got done you already got Indy in that is that what, what is that is that indy back there behind you no indy, uh, yeah that's indy road that's when uh when chastain yeah, Chastain ran off the
1: Yeah, that was pretty sick. Pretty sick moment. But Chastain yeah, no.
0: I was going to I was going to mention just at the end of the episode we're going to talk about odds for this race. Obviously the Verizon 200. Um Chastain was like 25 to 1. You know, maybe if he does that again, he might be worth a shot. Yeah, if he does it
1: again, he will be
0: forced to do a stop and go. Bob has
1: already tweeted about what would happen in that scenario, but it would still look cool. But yeah, yeah look, Chris Buescher is on fire right now. I don't know how to explain it. RFK just continues to get better and better. I feel like when you look at the mile and a half, like I could see Richmond I could see Richmond coming for one of those guys, right? Because they've been close to winning or closer to a, a winning contending race car, particularly with Brad at the shorter tracks like the 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 Richmond, the New Hampshire, the Phoenix, Pretty good at Martinsville as well. So, uh, dating back to 2022, most of their their strengths have been at the shorter tracks. With uh, Busher winning at Bristol last fall as well, and Brad Kay was leading at Bristol last fall before he blew a tire. But to see them win at a mile and a half is very surprising. I was kind of on the fade mode with Busher because his mile and a half results, his intermediate results, had been all over the place in 2023. Uh, Brad had had some good runs. Best run I think was at Fontana. Had a really good car at Charlotte, but for Busher to come out here and win, it's it's pretty tough to pretty pretty tough to predict. And tough. two years in a row, that's, two years in row, a row, the guy. Light went
0: go bird. I'm sorry you, for over talking you, but that is a very light term. Like that's that is the most what
1: instig- just saying
0: tough to predict like. Yeah. You think think it's, like, unbelievable? I don't think it's unbelievable. It's an understatement. Cars are getting
1: better. Like, I don't think...
0: An impossibility, almost. Like, he got the purse money. Like, that's what did it. You know what I mean? Like, to me, like, the way I see it is, like, when you win a race like that, you're bringing some extra money to the shop. I mean, you're going to find a way to spend that money. Like, remember McDowell when he won the Daytona 500? And then he came out, like, three races, like, at intermediates, and, like, he was running really well. And it's like, oh, that was that Daytona money. Yeah. He was playing it
1: off. But, front. A little bit, I guess, a little bit different from front row to Roush, but a lot different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just think it is surprising. It is surprising, but when you look at how much better their team, their organization has gotten, it's, it doesn't blow me away. I guess it's if Brad had come out there and won, I would have been like, damn, okay. But with it being Busher, it makes it a little, a little more surprising because you got to feel like. It wasn't really in the cards, but those guys had rocket ships, man. I I still think, you know, my first bet of the week was on Tyler Reddick, and that's just so painful, so painful.
0: I bet him that live. they blew that race, man, blew it. I took him live, uh, at nine to one, and I and as soon as I bet it, we were on playback on playback.tv/slash Garage Guys. Just so you know, that's where you go on race day. Um, but yeah, I took it live and a couple of the other guys that were on playback with us watching the race took it live. And as soon as I bet it, I was like, shit guys, he's got a pit. And immediately I'm like, dude, this is like, this is why you don't do that. This is why you don't do it. And I did it anyway. I just forgot. Cause like in the moment, I'm just like, dude, he's got the pace. He's got the momentum. He's looking good because I just like you and a lot of other people in the world was like, there's no way Chris Buescher is hanging on to this. And that's the reality of it, right? Like, that's what we have to look at now. And that's that's what I talked about on the latest Garage Guys report was we got to stop thinking about, like, what has been because, like, this is what is now. Like, obviously, Brad Kay and anyone else that hired Chris Buescher could could see that he had potential. And obviously, he's looking like a diamond in the rough right now because he's shining bright on a back-to-back win. Like, guys that don't have a lot of talent I don't think that that really happens a lot for people like that. Like, you know, we I just made the comparison to like when Michael McDowell won the 500. Yeah, he got to bring that money to the shop. Maybe it made the car better. But the driver skill is really what is going to dictate the majority of how everything turns out for Chris to do what he did. Obviously, they had better equipment or they were able to put a little bit more money in the car, a little more testing to get it right but it also shows that like the man does have talent and we have to start paying attention to that. And we have to see that now and we have to know that moving forward. So it's just kind of a, uh, maybe it's just a, a, a financial issue on trying to get everything set up correctly for them. And now that they've got that little extra push, maybe we're seeing the true potential of what Chris Busher in RFK racing is. I don't think that's something that could make a big difference
1: in a week, but um, no, I mean, not, nonetheless, like we forget Chris Busher won an Xfinity series title few years ago i mean it wasn't that long ago that he uh, was in the xfinity series and won a title for roush got to the cup series won the fog race at pocono with front row and then went to jtg didn't do much got traded back essentially to roush and with you gotta say brad keselowski still deserves so much credit for this man i mean these this organization felt dead in the water over the past half decade after they lost Matt Kenseth and Carl Edwards and a lot of the talent that they had. So to see this revamp and now to see they've got three wins and all of them are by Chris Buescher since 2022. Crazy. I would have definitely thought Brad would have won a race by now and he's knocking on the door, right? At the end of that race, like, so yeah, Reddick and Buescher, they had the winning strategy. It was going to be them two versus Truex because Truex wasn't on the right strategy but just had a rocket ship that could overcome whatever strategy, uh, wh- whatever bad side of strategy they may have been on. And I'm, I'm not saying they're on the bad side as much as Reddick and Busher were on the better side of it. Truex sold his so, Satan, dude. <laughs> yeah, it, there's there's only one guy that can be a half second better than the entire field and not win, and that's Martin Truex. Yeah. The amount of times that he's he's been in a similar spot since 2021 and un, been unable to win – that just adds. And yeah, I know a lot of people who bet on him in the Discord were calling for prison again. I did not bet on him, so I will not put him back in prison. Don't David ask David me again.
0: David. So I
1: think you know, I think Brad K deserves a lot of credit. I, I think what was lost at the end of that race is that Brad K when Brad K pitted, he was like 18 seconds back. He he gained like eight to twelve seconds in the last fifteen to twenty laps of that race. He was flying, absolutely flying. So, you know, I think there's, um, I just can't believe the speed that they have, that that they're getting, you know, 2311 has gotten better and better. Their cars are getting better. They've brought more speed to different different types of racetracks. But RFK is kind of doing the same thing. They're kind of doing the same thing on bringing consistently better speed to the tracks and getting hot at the right time. Both guys are, pretty well solidified in the playoff hunt and yeah i just wonder what when brad's gonna get that dub it's gotta be daytona he's gonna win daytona he's and gonna- then uh i wonder what what Busher's chances are when he gets uh once we get into the playoffs because now he's got two wins and he's jumped the grid
0: that's six to eight spots just yeah. like that so actually what i wanted to discuss with you man so uh I want a lot of people right now, everybody in the moms talking about Chase Elliott making the playoffs, Chase Elliott making the playoffs. Let's talk about Chris Buescher in the playoffs. Let's talk about something that is reality. Let's talk about something that is already like, you know, in stone that Chris is headed in in this direction. Let's talk about one of the guys that are already there. Chris Buescher now being in this situation. What is the, the usually when you have like a guy like this, like we we've seen it over and over again where you'll have like a guy that kind of gets a fluke win or, you know, gets the win by the skin of his teeth. And we can automatically say there's no way he's getting through, you know, the round of 16. Like this is going to be one of the first guys out. Um, You know, we kind of had that speculation with, I think it was Cendric last year, how he won the 500, and then he just fell off completely. And then it was just kind of, I I can't remember if he made it to the round of 12 or not. Um there was a possibility that maybe he did, but I'm not sure. But I don't remember either. He either was I don't think he did. It was close yeah, though. I feel like that was like one of the easiest first knockouts. And by the way, we don't we we've never done this before. We've never really like I guess had the time to commit to it. Or maybe we just never discussed it. But like I would love to like put together some kind of you know, remember how we, we were doing Dale Adega and Dale Tona? What is the possibility of brackets? You know, for the playoffs, like, how does that look? How do we treat it like March Madness? How do we find a way for that? Maybe it's a discussion for another time. I don't want to get too off topic with. The well, yeah,
1: they they do those games that you can play where you pre- do the bracket or like predict the the grid. I, I mean, they predict you, you go and predict who you think is going to advance and who makes the final four.
0: Blah, yeah, blah blah, 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 I don't know how else to really do it. I'm just going to make like a coloring page template for people to make them if they want to. And just, just share this wherever you go, you know. Right. Yeah. You can color your own GG, get some Crayola. Um, looking at the playoffs so right now, so obviously we know that we have got three more races until September and the round of 16 kicks off uh, at Darlington Raceway for the Southern 500. I'm going to be straight and say that it's easy to, to think that Chris Busher has a shot to win Bristol because he won it last year. So right now with where RFK is, they're obviously in a lot better of a spot than they were last year with uh with with what they have to work with so and i mean we could even see brad k get something done because of what we saw out of him last year so like you said the short track stuff they got it figured out darlington is one that i feel like could be at this point if we're looking from what's been happening as of recent i don't see why maybe chris busher couldn't find a way to attack at darlington uh, I think that he's always had a, a decent record to wear. I know he's always been a great DFS play on DraftKings at Darlington. Like usually he would qualify really bad, start towards the rear. He would work up into the teens if he was starting in the in the you know the, the high twenties. So Brad K was really good.
1: Brad Kay was really good at Darlington earlier this year, finished fourth. And busher to your point, qualified twenty seventh, finished tenth at Darlington. So yeah, I don't know, maybe. That's a uh, that that's definitely one I can look at, and then you know it's, it, it's so tough to say because he has won so even when he when he won his championship back in 2015, he won at two races. He won at Iowa and he won at Dover, both short tracks, uh-huh. uh, In the Cup Series. The one fluke win at Pocono Fog Race, it was a fluke, no question. Yeah, and then the other three races: Bristol, Richmond, Michigan. All pretty different. I know Bristol and Richmond both are the are short short tracks, but they're very different in driving style. So it's tough to say. Like, what where are his strengths? I guess you would say shorter tracks. So, you know, with RFK, Rad's speed as well, like, yeah, Darlington, but probably a Bristol or a Martinsville. Um, I think those are only short tracks in the playoffs. So I don't know, but fuck man, you bring speed to Michigan, that's a that's a pretty big indicator. I mean, you bring speed to Michigan, that's you got to be That's top. a good omen. That's a good omen for a Vegas or a Texas or uh-huh. a Homestead, all these other intermediates that are in the playoffs. So, dude, I don't fucking know. I'll just say I'll leave it there. I have no idea where Chris can continue to win.
0: Well, that's a narrative right off the bat to Texas you know he, Prosper Texas you know yeah. the, the tiny town that could you know he's put Prosper on his back you know he you know we got to start off the round of 12 at Texas Motor Speedway and to your point with him having the speed at Michigan that that opens up a door and that is like a bucket list win for him probably that is everybody wants to win their home their home track everybody yeah. wants to be able to say they got that done and that's a tough feat for a lot of drivers a lot of people in the Cup Series. You know, there's drivers that we look at all the time, like Martin got it done in Dover this year, which was incredible. And his little brother got it done the day before, which is even better or two days before because of the rain out. Uh, so that was just like some storybook shit. This, there's been a lot of storybook narrative shit this year. And so I wouldn't uh, if, if they can find a way to get some good finishes, I think Bristol should be pretty easy for him. Darlington should be easy for him. That's two races right there where he could position himself better than, you know, four other drivers. Then bam, you you find yourself in the round of twelve. You start out in Texas, you get to your home track, you got a chance to get 10. Then you got Talladega, doors are wide open for anything there. You know Brad Kay's going to be coming hot for that. And then I don't really think that uh he has much of a shot at the road course. But then again, you look at Sonoma and what he did. It's just like, you know, it's uh it's, it's all like you figured players. out a ca- it's like you figured out a case that he could win anywhere now because yeah. he's been close in the
1: road courses, he's been close to the super speedways, he's one of the short tracks. He's won at the an intermediate now. Well, technically two, if you want to count Pocono back in the you know, six years ago. But dude, just such an under the radar guy that is blossoming right now. The organization is blossoming. I know we're talking about where can Chris win, but I think we gotta watch out for Brad Kay. If Brad does not make mistakes, there are a lot and he's already won at a lot of these tracks in the playoffs. And now that their cars are getting better and better. We're talking all about Chris. Watch out for Brad Kaye as a sneaky championship four guy uh, once we once we work our way through the playoffs because the speed is there and the, you got the veteran experience that's there too. So I think Brad has gone from, as long as he doesn't get kicked out of the playoffs, because if two guys win, if you get two or three different guys that win, that are outside that playoff bubble, like a Chase Elliott, an Almendinger and then you go to Daytona and, fuck, I don't know, A uh, uh, an Austin Cindric wins, who's also good at the road courses, he would be out. He'd be out of the playoffs. So as long as he – if we don't have these upset winners, I think Brad Kay, if there's a big-time shot that he makes the championship for. Call it right now. I think he is definitely the biggest sleeper in this championship
0: hunt if he gets in. Well, look, I'll say this much about it. Like, it's easy to say Daytona could be the one that he could find a way to get in, but there's a lot of other guys he's going to have to fight for that one. So, the easiest way to do it is to find a way to have speed at the road course. And one thing that Brad Kay is not that great at is road courses. But that's fine. He, he We know what he is on the road
1: courses, right? Exactly. The thing with him, he's got a big enough points cushion where that's, you know, not a big deal. It's only a big deal if someone outside that top 16 wins and then it pushes them another spot lower. Yeah. And there's three
0: races for three different guys to win potentially. So, and I um, think that's important for us to pivot into right now is to talk about some of these other guys, these tracks that we have coming up. I mean, look, Michigan was a great race. Hand It it was It was fantastic obviously a rain delay will kill some vibes sometimes like when you have to have that layover between sunday and monday it definitely drains a little bit of the excitement that you had especially getting up on a sunday morning getting there getting the juices flowing you know it's it's just like trying to start a a nascar backup you saw denny hamlin they had to push him out like you know when you kill those cars and you have to restart them the next day not all of them have the the fumes they need to be rolling so Uh, I I will say, I thought the racing was great. Phenomenal. There was one moment towards the end where Busher and Truex were getting into it. And then Truex got loose there. You didn't know if he was about to lose it or not, but like that was a, that was a great moment in that race. And there was a lot of other ones as well. There was some spins and unfortunate things that happened, but ultimately it was a Michigan race. We've been there. We've seen it. We know what goes down. Ford gets it done again, five times in a row. I'm ready to talk about moving forward because we're too close to the playoffs now. And that's kind of why I want to dip into this, talking about some of these other guys outside of that top 16, you know, that that have a potential to win. You got AJ Almendinger sitting down there. Uh, you got Suarez. I mean, I know he's had a really rough year, but but he had that one win, you know, who knows what can happen. I have a lot of, I have more faith in Almendinger than I do Suarez right now. I'll tell you that. Um, Chase Elliott is obviously the, the hot topic for Watkins Glen or Indy road course. Um, and then you have some, you know, some other guys. I feel like when, when it comes to Daytona, you got Austin Dillon down there. He's he won it last year at Daytona. He's a guy that's always good on the super speedways. Um, you know, looking at someone like a Ryan Priest has seemed hungry. Uh, he's definitely a little bit lower than some of these other guys on the radar. But an Eric Amarola at a super speedway that could be sneaky. Um, like you said, Sendrick. There's definitely some of those people, but there there are also. Ones I'm not worried about, but I think that the one that I would be most worried about going into this weekend outside and and away from Chase Elliott, away from Brad Kay, would be AJ Allmendinger, the inaugural winner of this race. And uh, he's been talking about it for a long time. I know he called a shot at Chicago, but no better chance for a bounce back than this weekend. And I think his odds were over uh, 10 to 1, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I got to check the books and see if anything's worth it on him. But what you know the one saying that we kind of we crafted last year, I think. Hmm.
0: What? Which one was it? There was a lot. Every
1: everybody wins after they have a kid. Yeah. And AJ Allmendinger is expecting in the next like two or three days.
0: Ryan Priest just had a kid.
1: Oh really? Yes. Oh damn it! Okay, Ryan Priest is not going to win on one of these road courses. No, but no. he might win like Martinsville or something.
0: And it would be like it would have to be like Moses parting the sea for Daytona. But it's- I just wanted something
1: else to help me bet on AJ, because I, I, I'll i be, you know, if we're talking about this playoff bubble, talking about Indy Road, you've got all these ringers with Jensen Button, Kobayashi, uh, Brody, <laughs> kosteki SVG. Yep. Dude, this, I don't know what is going to happen this weekend, man. It is a, a road ringer fest and indie and it's going to be awesome so it it makes the betting more complicated especially because svg came out and won a chicago like if svg comes to chicago and finishes like fifth or sixth we're like okay that's cool but we're looking at this race way easier on the on the betting mindset we're like okay all these ringers they're good but they're not going to come out here and you know just steal the show now that it has happened one time it has made this feel so much more unsettling on where I want to place my money. Right. So I have one bet I'll give out later, but talking about Michigan just to end there. Yeah. The rain sucks. Um, and that was not your ordinary Michigan race, man. Like all those crashes. And they, they talked about on the broadcast, everybody on edge, the wrecks. you also had a tire problem. You had a right rear tire problem. We hadn't seen this flat tire issue at all in 2023. So that's concerning. You know, that's a concerning issue on the Goodyear side of things. But the racing itself was was great. And it continues to boast what this car has succeeded at, which is mile and a half intermediate racetracks. And the the books ate. You know, the books may have got crushed last week when we all hit on Chris Busher. They ate this week because everybody, once it moved to Monday, everybody is on the narrative of Monday Martin, Right. And I tweeted Monday Martin's going to win for sure confirmed only to try to jinx it. So Tyler Reddick would win. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the jinx worked. and then Reddick's pit crew shit the bed on that final stop. But, you know, aside from betting, it was a phenomenal race, a phenomenal race. I'm fortunate I was able to watch it on a Monday because a lot of people are, are in situations where they're, they got to go into work and, and, not able to watch it all the time. So I hope everybody was able to see something or a highlight or whatever, but it was a great race. And I feel for the Michigan fans that had to deal with the rain. It's just been a crazy, crazy year for rain. Luckily, if it rains in Indy this, this weekend, we can use rain tire. So less of a concern there, unless we get lightning. But I think one of the most compelling parts about this is all the guys or a lot of the guys around or underneath the playoff bubble, are road course guys. Michael McDowell, great road course guy. A.J. Allmendinger, the Pied Piper of road courses. Daniel Suarez has been a good road course guy. As you mentioned, he won at Sonoma last year and has had winning speed at other road courses before. Uh, Austin Cendric is a road course guy. So, man, these next two races, the Glen and Indy Road, have become even more compelling because of the playoff picture and the ringers that continued to pile into the NASCAR Cup Series. And and try to bring up bring on the upset. So it's I'm really, really excited for this weekend. And then I'm just gonna say trucks at IRP was awesome last year. It's fucking great to see IRP back and we got it again. How to give a truck shout out. Truck Night America's back.
0: ERP. Shout out to ERP. Good times at the ERP. Literally just like the old concrete blocks, like your like your shitty high school football uh place where you bought nachos and shit from. Like that's feels it, like home. Feels like home, exactly. We like it out there, Um, but yeah, everything that you're talking about, I'm excited to see how it shakes out. It's going to be fun. I know we're going to be betting on it regardless, and uh, it's just these these storylines have developed, and and now we have all this amazing things to look forward to. Um, There are definitely before we get to bets for this weekend for Indy, there are some other storylines that came up. Um, obviously, the elephant in the room, we, uh, we didn't start off the show talking about it. We got really excited to get ready to talk about racing and especially these, uh, these hypotheticals for Chris Busher to make it through. But uh, the, the big news of the week was Noah Gregson was suspended from Legacy Motorsports uh, due to liking a, a, a inappropriate meme uh, that was based on George Floyd and I saw where some news had came out earlier today where it looked like they had parted ways with him, and then they came out like 30 minutes later and were like, that is a false report. We have not parted ways with Noah. So it just continues to add on to this this teeter-tottering. There's people that have started conspiracy theories about it with John Hunter Nemechek and Toyota. I don't know if you've heard any of those or not or seen any of that. I think it uh, was confirmed, right, that Gregson's out. Yeah, it was. And then legacy apparently came out earlier today and said that that was a false report. Oh, I-, I see that dude. I did not, I did not see that. Holy yes. shit. I see it now. So there, so this story is swirling and it's kind of like I told you. And, and the thing that sucks the most is like, you know, w- when it comes to these racially charged things that happen in our, in our sport, in NASCAR, like that's, that's when everybody wants to talk about NASCAR and and it sucks that that happened. And the main thing about it is like, I did a whole segment on the garage guys report where I broke this down and I, and I tried to, I tried to keep it in a timely fashion and also be as, as real and honest as possible. And obviously this is a different place to talk about it, but you know, if you really want to kind of get a little bit deeper into what I'm thinking there, like check that out. And then I'll just say this here too. I put a tweet out obviously what had happened, you know, just kind of made me think about things, you know, as a whole, uh, with some of these issues that happen and whether you're on the right side or the wrong side of it, there's, you know, there's negatives on each side of of how the public reacts and how things, uh, shake out for people. And, you know, I have my thoughts and my feelings with it, but the main thing I'll say is that, uh, you know, we, we both know Noah and we know him and, and we, we've been around him enough to, to know the kind of person that he is. And, I definitely can say without a doubt, the guy is not a racist person whatsoever, and um, you know, it was just a. I look at it like a mistake. It was just a, a pretty bad mistake. And Noah Noah likes stuff. He he just be thumbing on Instagram sometimes, and it's not an excuse, but you know, it's uh, some some people can just thumb and like. There's all kinds of different rabbit holes you can go in and out of. Of what happened, what didn't happen, what I what I have to say about it ultimately is just this, unless you were. Sitting in a room with him when it happened, unless you were in his brain and you were able to understand the thoughts of it, you just got to kind of take it at face value. It is what it is, but you don't really know unless you know, and there hasn't been anything other than a kind of like a a soft statement issued by him over Twitter and, you know, him doing like uh, what most people will do nowadays when things like this happen. So until you get more context of it, we just have it at face value and people are going to run with stuff. So. Um, just hope that if it is something where it's a serious thing, like, you know, just get educated, figure out, you know, why this is something that people highly dislike and maybe why you should not do things like that and then move forward. But, um, there's just so many directions that it can go. And there's so many things that need, so many questions need to be answered before, um, you can get any deeper at pointing fingers than what already has happened is. Yeah. I can put it. It's like the worst. Most disgusting, vile can of
1: worms you can open up. Yeah. It's such a shit situation. No one wants to talk about. No one wants to. No one wants anything like this to happen because of the implications. What it can do to somebody that, like you said, and I agree because we know Noah Gragson, we don't think is a bad person. We don't think he's a racist human being. Um, And, and not just that, but the implications it, it, it can have just on the sport. Right. People just see through uh, a lens and just want to stereotype NASCAR even even more than they currently do already. So it's all bad. It's all bad things. But in the long run, and, and I go back to Dale Jarrett and uh, Brad Doherty perfectly. I mean, just knocked it out of the park as briefly as they could. And just from they, the, those guys got wisdom and they're good on TV and they understand situations like this. I mean, like I said, they've got wisdom. They've been both been a part of the sport for a long time and they just explained it super well in the sense of like this is a learning experience. You know, it's been a learning experience from other guys, not just in NASCAR, but anybody that's been in a spot like this where they've messed up on social media and said something that they shouldn't have said. In this case, this is a new thing because it's a like he liked it. It's such, mm-hmm. it's so weird how our world works, man. Our world is fucked up. I'll go ahead and acknowledge that. But you can also admit to that. Yeah, Noah's got to know better. He's got to know that people can see that, right? He's got to know better. Um, but at the same time, he can also think that Noah's not a racist person for it. It's just a mistake. And as guys that know Noah to a somewhat, not super personally, but we've been around him a lot and hung out with him a decent bit. We don't think he's a racist human being. And people calling for the end of his career over this, I think are literally psychotic. That's my opinion on that. The guy should not have his career ruined over um um an Instagram meme. The meme was offensive, absolutely, but it's it's overblown, and that's what our world is. Social media overblows everything, and that's just the way it is. And at the end of the day, I think Noah has got to know that, and I think he he's realized that now. He's like, "Damn, I should have known that. I should have known people can see that kind of stuff, and I made a mistake, made a mistake in the judgment of all of it potentially, but ultimately." you know, I don't think Noah should have his career ruined because of it. And it is pretty weird what's going on with the legacy thing, man. I did not see that, that refute that they had after that initial report. But uh, at the end of the day, I hope it's a learning experience. And I hope we still see him in this sport
0: uh, for a long time. Yeah. They're just people, people now are just taking advantage of headlines and clickbait, things like that, anything they can do to frame it around. So I'm sure that's probably what happened today. Whenever that news came out, then other big, You know, what will happen is, is you'll get like one site that might have someone that's like that people know in the door in certain places and then they'll put something out, but they might not have a big enough publication. And then some of the bigger people will see that. And in fear of being last to the party, they'll rush to write a a small article or a blurb to get it out there to get the numbers. And the last thing I want to
1: say real quick, Chase, Mm -hmm. and this is something I said on my kick stream the other night, um, do you think if this whole thing about aliens, right, like aliens is in the forefront of the news all the time now. Um, you think if aliens just came and, and just sat down, they just got here to Earth, and we told them about how our society works with, like, social media and everything. What do you, How do you think they would think about that? Do you think they'd be like, you people are fucked up. This is insane. We're going to head back to our
0: That's why they That's don't talk to us. That's probably why. Us. our world
1: is crazy dude the way it has developed like i I just think about what another another civilization would think about just how our world has developed it's fucking weird
0: you gotta gotta sit down and have like three to five hour rabbit hole conversations to understand the way that things work in certain areas it's the only way to do it man it's just the long the long drawn out talks into black holes are the only way it's the only way we would ever able to barter anything with aliens, but nobody's got that time. Cause everybody's impatient now. So nobody would be able to talk to an alien for four hours to try to figure it out. It's like, it's the same theory, right? Like the way I look at it, I guess is yes, I have definitely been keeping up with this shit. And, uh, it, it's definitely took a lot more of my attention than I'd want. I've been watching c C-SPAN, bro. I've been watching, I, I've been watching shit that I've never watched before because of this stuff and i heard something the other day it's like a really good analogy about it it's like you know like you know how we don't talk to ants that's like how aliens look at humans like they're just they we're beneath them oh man yeah that's a good good analogy shit they're light years away dude like they're just like fuck these peasants dude like we we can zap ourselves and make toaster strudels out of thin air dude fuck you you know like stuff like that so uh Obviously I would love to see aliens uh come though and and start space racing. If we can get pod racing any time in the next 10 year, 10 to 15 years, we can make that a reality. Dude, I'm I, I might move off the planet, dude. I don't know yet. I'll have to keep you posted. I would do it. Yeah, that'd be
1: that would be sick. That would be sick. Uh maybe that I can form a career. Maybe they would see you, me. I was going to ask,
0: would you take your talents to another uh galaxy with me to go and work a, on a pod racing team? Like I'd be like they, a, they might just see what I'm wearing and just hire me just off of that. They're like,
1: "Okay, yeah, this is the guy we need to from the human race to represent." 1000% dude, way better than Anakin Skywalker would have ever been. I'd way better you. than what Shane Van Visbergen could be. Viz, did, his name? Name? Per- did I say is Did I say his name wrong? Gisbergen. No, no, we're good. Gizbergen. Shane Van yeah, I honestly some, the world would probably vote for like SVG or like Max or Sappen, and then the aliens would just see me and they're like, We're just gonna pick that guy. Yep. That's gonna
0: represent the humans. The aliens are just gonna like recreate Dale Earnhardt uh like a clone and then they're gonna like program him with like uh you know like Madden ninety nine stats. They're gonna throw him out there and just be like, Yeah, fuck y'all. We're y'all yeah. are ants. remember y'all are ants, remember? Somewhere <laughs> in an alternate universe. <laughs> There we go. Yeah, always. But uh, yeah, great, great way to uh to break everything out. Like now I'm like pulling it back in. Let, let's go ahead. Let's go to Verizon 200 uh at Indy Road Course. I'm upset that we're not going to be in Indy this weekend. I don't know if you plan on going or not. I know I'm not going to be able to go. I might be uh, but I'm not for certain. It's
1: it's probably a, a longer shot, but it, it, Indy is Indy, man. It's hard to keep me away when there's an well, opportunity to be there. You know.
0: I heard you got a new car. I heard you heard you uh signed with Toyota.
1: Yeah, um, just can't go wrong with a Lexus, man. 2018, yeah. Lexus ES 350. That's uh that's the direction we went. Is that, that Avalon, something. The high up Avalon or the high up? Cam- yeah, it is, it is. We got a we got a really good deal for it too. It's low mileage, uh gets it's it's about a hundred times more efficient than what i was driving on fuel so that's another important thing as much as uh as much as i travel around so yes uh her her name is miss lexus texas so lexus texas yeah toyota tanhart in the building i love it yeah as dale jr would say probably i've joined the dark side um but look what people don't realize (laughs) i am look i'm a team chevy guy i am a team chevy guy when it comes to racing but toyota over the past decade ish has probably become one of the most American car manufacturers in America. And people just look at the name Toyota and they're like, Oh, communist, you know, especially people down here in the South. Right. But <laughs> I understand if you think uh, uh, I'm, I've gone to the dark side.
0: No, it's tough. Like, dude, I don't think anybody from the South can say shit, dude. Tundra is like the official truck of Bass Pro Shop and every redneck and their mama shop at Bass Pro Shop. So like you can't say shit about Toyota anymore. Is it- I didn't know that it you really did. is. Yeah, dude, like I'm pretty, I, hate sure, the like, I, walked, I walked in like a Bass Pro one time. I'm pretty sure they had like a tundra up there with like, you know, all the, uh all of the, the taxidermied animals. It was like a tundra and like, there was like a bear and I'm pretty sure they were playing like like a rock. So like they ripped off the old Chevy commercials for the tundra. Like that's like the face of America now, dude. Toyotas are bulls. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, they they've always been bulls, I guess maybe.
0: Yeah, they have. we we coined that like I dropped yeah. Toyota too, so like we I feel like I feel like you know Team Toyota is really expanding, dude. They're really they're really expanding on their talents. They're doing a great job right now. So, uh, yeah, let's all let's all give them the the shine and the light they deserve. And speaking of Toyota, I think that's a great place to start off with betting this week because the Toyotas have been hot. Uh, I feel like they will probably get close to having a bounce back this week. They could easily have a bounce back this week. Tyler Reddick won here last year with RCR. He's opening up right now, uh, looking on Caesars. He is five to one to win this race. Uh, He's already won at Coda this year. Um, I think he's 550 over on Barstool Sportsbook, which will be ESPN Sportsbook at some point. uh, Since Crazy, crazy. Bought it back. And uh, I'm honestly... I've honestly been thinking about getting back together with DraftKings, Dale. I, I've thought about it. Um I, I've been looking at some of their odds and stuff lately, and I'm just like, man, it's just it's nice to have an extra book, you know. But Red Dog is at, at five and five and a half at most of these books. FanDuel hasn't dropped anything yet. Um he's six to one on Bet Rivers. And so I like that. Uh yeah,
1: this is a week where check we all I mean, we always preach this and anybody who's formidable at NASCAR betting within this community knows this and probably consistently preaches it as well. Scan all your options, scan as many options as you can, but this week in particular, because I think you're going to see some pretty varying, some pretty varying lines um, overall across the board. You know, one guy that sticks out to me, I'll reach and his lines are probably not super different based on what I'm looking at between Barstool and Caesars. I'll check DraftKings real quick here. Uh, Ryan Blaney's been pretty good at this track. Ryan Blaney was really good here last year, was in the top five, got spun out by uh, Daniel Suarez amidst all the chaos of the final two laps. Uh, And then he ran second here in 2021, was running top five when uh, Denny Hamlin and Chase Briscoe had their affairs. So I think Ryan Blaney at 45 to uh, one via DraftKings or Barstool, you can probably get a 10 to one, 12 to one top three. That's that seems like a decent bet. You know, it's not something I'm gonna say I'm gonna lock in right now at this moment, but kinda sticks out to me because you look at the last two years. Blaney's been Blaney's been pretty good here overall. So um I think last year they used a little bit of strategy to get track position and they it's did. gonna be different this year. It's gonna be different this year. But they held it though, right? They held it and they had some pretty they were pretty remember,
0: he came in I think maybe f- four to five laps earlier than the majority of the field. Cause I remember we were sitting in the media center and we were watching it when he came down we were like, yo, what is he doing? And then he got back out there and it kind of leveled out to where he had the lead for a bit, but it didn't take nothing for Tyler to catch him. Um, I think, um,
1: I think what they did is they like ran a full stage on one set of tires. I think they pitted Er or like at the end of stage one, which this really doesn't matter anymore because we don't have yellow flags during stage breaks, which is f- phenomenal. So the racing will will file out a little bit differently. I still think there's going to be some untimely cautions for some, timely for others. And we're going to see chaos just because of the way this track is designed. Um, with that being said, I don't think I feel any, I just don't think I feel comfortable at all abetting these outrights of Reddick. I'm certainly not betting on Truex. Uh, Martin Truex has not been great at new road courses. Mm -mm. Like these newer road course tracks like Coda, Indy, uh, even Chicago. I know I'm missing something else. What's another new uh, Roval? He did almost win that first Roval. But besides that, Truex has not been great at these newer road courses. And this is the one bet I was going to give before anything else. Only bet I'm going to give out tonight other than a couple of these leans, but uh, Tyler Reddick plus money in a head-to-head matchup against Truex I think is crazy. Tyler Reddick won this race last year. He could have won Chicago. He won Coda. Martin Truex Jr., while he's been really hot, a lot of different racetracks, he won Sonoma. He won uh, New Hampshire. Think about, and he won Dover, think about where Martin Truex thrives and where he doesn't. Richmond, Sonoma, New Hampshire, very typically boring racetracks, quote unquote boring racetracks, right? Like very predictable racetracks, mm-hmm. not a lot of chaos. These newer road courses like Roval, Coda, Indy Road, Chicago, throw that in there too. Truex has not had many good finishes. And it's because they're full of chaos. Martin Truex does not thrive in chaotic races. If you really go back you want to dig into this and if there's anything that hurts true x contending to win races it's fucking chaos tyler reddick has been through the chaos at coda he's been through the chaos at this race last year and he has two wins so i gotta take you're gonna give me tyler reddick plus money in that matchup that's crazy crazy and what book you is that look, on uh, you can get plus money on DraftKings, or you can get plus money on um on caesars i believe
0: nice okay I,
1: I i know i got DraftKings, but i think i saw it plus money somewhere else Um, and that's a bet that i would bet down to even money you're gonna give me an underdog for reddick the guy that won this race last year and has thrived in chaotic situations not clutch we've seen him a lot of self-inflicted mistakes throughout this year yes but you're gonna get plus money on that i think it's crazy when true x has been awful in chaotic races especially chaotic road course races. So I, I really like that bet. Otherwise, you know, I, I'm going to keep scanning this and see what some other, maybe some other leans come out. But the only one bet that I've locked in and will continue to give until it goes on the opposite side or flips, Tyler
0: Reddick plus money against Martin Truex Jr. Yeah, I don't I don't mind that one whatsoever. Uh, I think that the matchup, I'm really not like a big matchups guy for the most part. But I did, like, a matchup parlay last week, so I'm thinking about, like, teetering around a little bit. So I'm going to be on the lookout for some of those as well. The one bet that I, I'm going to go ahead and take early on, and this is – it's definitely based off of just looking at some statistics, but also I've got this feeling that somebody is going to come in to this race that hasn't won it yet, and it it's going to sh- – continue to shake some things up as we inch closer, you know, to Daytona and then going into the southern five hundred. If there is a guy right now that I want to bet on based off his odds, I think he's 35 to one over on DraftKings and he's uh 35 to one on Barstool as well. That's Joey Logano. Joey Logano is going to be uh I don't know if he's gonna be running the Verizon car. But, you know, usually when he would run a penzo car at Las Vegas, he would get it done. This is totally off topic of track type. This is about sponsor race juju. So if he's running the Verizon car, if he ends up running the Verizon car, which could very well happen, um, not only would he have that energy, but also he finished sixth here last year. He has uh, he's been wishy-washy on the road courses this year. I know that he finished third at Sonoma which was our last road course race that we had. So we were on the up. He finished third at Watkins Glen last year, sixth at Indy Road Course. So it's almost like you you mentioned Blaney. Penske's probably going to be turning it up right now. And with Roger, Roger Penske's presence here at Indianapolis, owning IndyCar, there's a lot that goes into that. He won the championship last year. It was like an all Penske year. This is something that Joey Logano has probably had on his calendar. This is a race I feel like that Joey Logano wants to get just for the trophy case uh, as far as how everything stacks up and aligns with sponsors and with his boss and this place. Everybody's going to want to win. It's the Cup series. But for the most part, at 35-1 to 1, for a guy that has shown that he can finish close into that top five area, a guy that we know is a champion, I think it's pretty pretty nuts. So, I want that and I'm taking that. So, I'm giving that all to you, to the people. Joey Logano, 35 to 1.
1: Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. He's always kind of, kind of sneaky. I think um, maybe looking at some of these top tens, talk more on Ryan Blaney. We got top tens. We got Michael McDowell. uh, I'm looking at Caesars. Okay. Both, both Austin Cindric and Michael McDowell, road course guys, are even money for a top 10. Now, I'm going to check Bet Rivers as well. Um, you gotta look on the theme of Penske, man, that Roger Penske owns this racetrack. Yes. I know we're talking all about the, the ringers with the K- K- Kostecki and.
0: Are you going to uh, bet on any? Gisbergen? Gisbergen? Do, you, do you see yourself betting on like a Shane van Gisbergen or, or a, a Kobayashi or, uh, or the, uh, the other guy, uh, what's his name? Brody Kostecki. Brody Kostecki. I think that's how that dude, I could be fucking butchering. The that. I that's my number. Shout out to the three, three. I do. Yeah. And
1: our, Look, and RCR won this race last year, like we talked about. Um, but no, I think, man, Austin Cindric plus one twenty for a top ten on Bet Rivers. I like that. Mm.
0: I don't so know about Lugano these guys.
1: One twenty for a
0: top ten
1: on Caesars.
0: Logano is plus one thirty five on Bet Rivers. Okay, plus one thirty five. There's another bet you can add to the bag. That one's going in. You know how about J- Jensen Button six to one for a top ten, and he's priced.
1: He's priced the same as Austin Dillon. That's kind of crazy. What equipment? Uh, the the fifteen, the Rick Ware, but Stuart Haas funded. I mean, look, he if he hadn't made a mistake at Chicago when he was pitting, I think he would have had a, a better run. Um, and and now that you've given a guy some some more experience in a stock car on these road courses, maybe Jensen Button could be a sleeper of a guy for a top ten. I don't hate that, but Kobayashi's like eighty to one. I could maybe see myself betting on him. If you want to look up his background, I would just search him. I think his name, his first name is pronounced Kamui, uh, Kobayashi. If you watch WEC, you're typically going to see him somewhere towards the front. He's a former 24-hour Le Mans winner, a uh, lot of podiums. He's even scored an F1 podium in the past back in like 2010, 2011, around that time. So the guy's a very diverse racer, diverse road course racer in Several different factions of racing, and um, he's in a 2311 car. Tyler Reddick's arguably had one of the best road course race cars throughout 2023. That's huge, so he's in that 67. That you know, 80 to one might be worth a penny, 80 to one might be worth a penny. Plus and man, I mean, top 10 is kind of kind of, eh. but Jensen Button, six to one. Jensen Button 6 to 1 for a top 10. I mean, this is a guy that I think is going to run in the top 20. I really think he's going to run somewhere up in the top 20. So, I like Jensen Button at that price for a top 10. Other than that, um what SVG's sitting at around what 12 to 1?
0: I believe 16 so. 16 to 1. I- uh 11 I- to 1 on Caesars. A lot Let's of folks are going to probably Rivers. be looking at that too now. Like you're saying, it's just like now that it's happened, I feel like it could definitely take some attention away. Some people like don't want to miss out on that again, you know. So when I'm looking, Almondinger at- eighteen to one on Bet Rivers, man, that seems like a good oh bet. God, all day, dude. I if if there's one guy that I want to go for as a a ringer, this time around, like, uh, it's it's just the fact that SVG came in, did what he did is a street course race. I mean, we saw Kyle Kirkwood win at Nashville this past week. You have street course specialists versus road course guys. This is a road course. There are differences between street street courses and road courses, whatever you say. So while I feel like the majority of people that are betting on this casually, they might look at it and just be like, Oh, well he's already won a a race like this. So like, we don't want to miss out. We want to flood up on him. I feel way more confident in the fact of AJ Allmendinger getting something like this done at this track than I probably would with Shane. Just yeah. because of the street course value. That's what I've been, I've read about him. That's what I've been told about him. It's like, when it comes to street courses, watch out for that dude. Yeah, this is a
1: – it is a certainly different type of racetrack, right, compared to what we ran at Chicago, which is – Chicago is much more used – he's much more used to or acclimated running – tracks similar to what the Chicago layout was. You know, I'm, I'm I'm not a big matchup guy either, but I continue to keep lurking and finding more matchups that I like. Um, how about A.J. Almendinger over Kyle Busch at Plus Money? And, and let me explain this one. I know Kyle Busch overall has had great results of the road courses in, in 2023, but let me get, let's rewind. Okay, Sonoma, Sonoma, right? Like Sonoma, you see Logano and Kyle Busch and Truex. Those guys always run well at Sonoma with the exception of last year when Toyota was really, really bad to start the season. Uh, Those guys typically run well at Sonoma. Mentioned it earlier, talking about Truex. Sonoma is Sonoma. Road America, or not Road America. Circuit of the Americas. Kyle Busch was not a top three, top five guy during that race. If you remember that race, Kyle Busch just did a, a strategy call, pitted with like 10 to go, and then caught that lucky caution with two to go or three to go. And then Kyle Busch, Cycled out to the lead from like 20th place. And that is how he scored. I think he finished second or third. Scored a top five run at at Coda, But he certainly was not a top five guy in that race. And then Chicago, that race was kind of fucked because strategy was happening. And then after guys pitted, trying to make a fuel distance, trying to make a a fuel run to the original distance, NASCAR announced they were going to shorten the race. So you screwed over half the field, and then guys like Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, Justin Haley were good to go. They were already good to go to make it to the finish. So that helped Kyle Busch get another good run there, too, even though I don't think he had a top five, top three car. So when you look at Kyle Busch at the road courses this year, other than Sonoma, circumstance. Circumstances really, really help those guys get finishes, not raw speed. So I like A.J. Allmendinger. You're, you're going to give me plus money in that? I know the books are looking heavy at Kyle Busch's road course results in 2023. I'm going to look here at the value that goes with AJ Allmendinger being one of the pied pipers at road courses winner here in 2021. He's one of the best guys. And this is a big moment for AJ too, to try to sneak his way into the playoffs. So love AJ plus money over Kyle Busch. And then one more matchup Caesars, another guy that's a sneaky good road course racer kind of all over the place inconsistent results overall, but Alex Bowman minus 135 to Kevin Harvick. We know what Kevin Harvick is on these on these newer road courses. Uh give me Alex Bowman. I, I will pay that juice on Alex Bowman. Head to head against Kevin Harvick. So you know I find myself liking some of these matchups. I wish I could parlay them but they're on different books. So won't be able to do that unless they're added everywhere. And I'll keep scanning. Everybody scan your matchups. I think this could be a good matchup week when if if you're scared of the the tumultuous style of racing having a big impact along with the road ringers uh of these these supercars and formula one and wc guys so uh matchups kind of favorable i think on the board
0: yeah the more i'm looking at them right now the more i am kind of tempted to do another parlay and then maybe just do some straight up Uh, I'm taking a moment now like one one that I want to go ahead and just say and this just kind of ties in with my Logano play that I'm giving out at 35 to one, you know, they could be pretty comparable because they're on the same team but uh, Caesars has Logano over Cindric at even money. and and I feel like that's just like signs are just pointing, like they just they sleeping on the man. They sleeping on that man. I, I think that Joey Logano could probably get a better finish here than Austin Cendric any day. It's like Austin Cendric was really good at road courses, you know, like back in the gap. I think he I think he had a decent did he have a decent finish at Coda? Did he finish or was he running? Cendric? Yeah. Yeah, he, he he he
1: finished like fifth or sixth because he I had him for top four, So he
0: definitely ran up there he was close like yeah they had they had the strategy right like everything was looking good um i know that one bet this is this is pretty hilarious cuz we don't really know other i'd have to go back and see i know that uh back in 2021 William Byron got the pole at this uh at this track he ended up finishing thirty third. he got caught up in an accident he's actually been caught up in an accident in both of the races so he's never yeah, I to actually run it
1: 2021 through. remember a lot of contenders got swept up when the curb came up. Yep. The curb exploded and took out like 11 guys, including Lugano, uh, including Byron, and then uh, several other guys. So that was a freak deal that really – because I had Logano top five that day, and he ran top five the whole day and hit the curb when he was running for it, when it right. blew up. So
0: The recency bias is always going to be pointing towards the guy who's been winning races lately, and fortunately for us, that's Chris Buescher. Uh, but maybe we should get out of that mindset. Maybe things are different.
1: But yeah, look, I, I don't feel—I really don't feel confident on outrights at this point. I think we need to wait. I think still, after practice yeah. and qualifying, you're going to still be able to find some value on on race winners.
0: It, definitely so. I mean, you're always going to be. There's always going to be like that, that luck of the draw, but. They've got Byron over Busher right now minus 105 on Caesars. They may have that matchup with some better more you know more favorable odds on some other books, but I feel like for a guy that's gotten the poll here it's just really based on the luck that he's had. Um, you know who if if he just has a clean race, I feel like Hendrick can bring the shit they need to win. To this track I feel like that could be something that pays off, maybe we'll see it go into plus money who knows how qualifying is going to shake out but. You never know what these matchups man once qualifying happens they they're either going to disappear or they're, they're going to be vastly different so that's why it's always good to get on them a little bit early then maybe get on some afterwards but. Yeah, there's a there's a lot to look at. There's a lot to take in this week, and this will be a great week to kind of dabble around and some things other than just outrights. I know I'm excited about it. And if you want to be able to see all of the bets that Dale and I have week in and week out, you need to be checking out the Action Network. That is the home of our NASCAR Cup Series bets. Uh, the links to our action profiles are all over our social medias. You know, you can follow me at GarageGuyChase. You follow Dale at Dale Tanhart everywhere that social media exists through space and time. Uh but we'll uh I might I'm probably definitely gonna go ahead and log the Logano bet. I'm gonna go ahead and hammer that one down. I just I like it at 35 to 1. I feel like you'll have a decent qualifying effort. Um and then we'll not see those odds again. Uh, you know who I
1: think the sneakiest guy in the entire field is? Who's that? I think it's Kyle Larson. Yeah. I think it is Kyle Larson. If there was a guy going back to First of all, 2021 Kyle Larson probably had this race won if you don't get a late yellow. Mm -hmm. Kyle Larson was better. Kyle Larson and Elliott, as they were for most of the road course races in 2021, they were the class of the field. Larson was a little bit better, led a lot of laps. That race went to hell. He wasn't able to find the front again. I think he finished in the top five, but I'll have to go check on that. Looking at 2023, I just think about the Chicago street course race. There was a guy running really, really good lap times, carving his way through the field. And it was Kyle Larson. And you know how that race turned out. it was it, it turned into chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Larson this year has has snuck up and won races that no one will expect him to win. And I think this is a weekend where there's so much going on. There's so many storylines with a playoff bubble these road ringers chaos at Indy road, Tyler Reddick and Martin Truex, AKA Toyota superiority. Watch out for Kyle Larson at 11 to one. That might be, that might be an early play. That might be one small outright early play we go with. And that's, that's where I'll leave this all at other, other bets, other plays, other ideas, including my SRX card, which has been lights out in 2023 positive. I've picked winners in four of the five races. Uh, Not really much to brag about when you pick Kyle Busch to win, but nonetheless, profit is profit. All that and more on Dale Center on Thursday. Hopefully, I'll have more for you guys on bets when it comes to Cup, Xfinity, and Trucks, along with SRX bets. But there's one outright I'm really, really staring
0: at. That's sneaky. Give me Kyle Larson. I don't mind that one at all. Best, uh, Best driver out there in the world right now. He's just killing it. Won a a dirt race, the Ironman 55 this past weekend. Um, He's just just out there just stunting, stunting on him. Nothing else to say about that there, but, yeah, I don't mind that one. Anytime you can get Larson at long odds, it's good, and uh, he's definitely done it before, so why can't he do it again when it comes to being good at these kind of tracks? So we'll have a lot more for you guys. Like Dale said, uh, towards the end of the week on Dale Center, you can find that on Garage Guys NASCAR Podcast YouTube. Be sure to check that out. The uh, brand new episode of the Garage Guys Report uh, just dropped uh, on Tuesday night. It's available now for you to go check out and watch. Kip Richards is back. The return of the notorious man himself, uh, the number one hundred purple Pontiac team Pangus. The team Pangus name. He's uh, he's returned from Alaska. So go see what he had to say. And um, other than that, this has been a show. We're on Dale. We're on Dale Talk. Right now, I believe there's probably a million comments that I can't see. Hello to everyone on Dale Talk. Thank you so much. We've been doing our uh, we've been doing this podcast live late at night over on Dale's TikTok. So uh, for the, everyone that is here on the TikTok, thanks so much for tuning in and for watching this. And uh, if you ever want to go check out some older episodes, find some of the, the wild conversations we get into, you already know to hit the subscribe button on Spotify and Apple Podcast for the Garage Guys NASCAR Podcast. We appreciate it every time. Drop a review. Say hi. Just, just drop a review to say hello. Just say the most craziest stuff you can. Just write it down, whatever it takes. Uh, but we appreciate it. Thanks so much. Uh, and we will be back on Thursday. Dale Center. See you there. It's the Garage and podcast, podcast. Yes, and go eat at Hooters, for sure. So long. Have you checked out DailyDownForce.com yet? If you haven't, I want you to go right now to DailyDownForce.com. And get yourself some official Garage Guys merch. If you consider yourself a true loyal Garage Fam member, then you're gonna need to show it off to the world. You can buy yourself a Garage Guys rope hat, a Garage Guys trucker hat, an official Garage Guys t-shirt. And if you remember NASCAT from Auto Club, you can show how much you care by supporting NASCAR's Harambe, NASCAT. You can find betting articles each week from Dale Tanhart and NASCAR Titan Greg Mathern. It's got everything you need. DailyDownForce.com Now back to the podcast.